This is Namina's Mental Health Mavens, where each week we bring you guests from the mental health, addictions, and holistic care community to talk about different issues and treatment modalities. Now, guests' opinions are their own, and some content may be triggering. And at Nomino, we work with complex, treatment-resistant mental health and addictions, so we know the importance of making exceptional mental health accessible to everyone. And with that, today's guest is Dr. Jennifer Nardozzi with the FAB Food and Body Program, who is here to talk to us about eating disorders and spirituality. Let's welcome Jennifer. Welcome, Dr. Jen. This is going to be a fabulous topic. I'm always happy to talk about spirituality and how it can help in our recovery journey. Uh, But maybe we could start with a brief introduction for who you are and a little bit about FAB. I would love that. Well, Joanne, thank you so much for having me. And I just look forward to this dialogue we're going to have together. So I'm Dr. Jen Nardozzi. I'm a clinical psychologist. I'm uh, based in Miami and I have been working in the field of food and body issues. So I say eating disorders along the spectrum for hard to believe, but like the last two decades. And I actually got my start working at a really wonderful treatment center in the U.S. It was the first treatment center for eating disorders in the country. And that's really where I learned so much. And I had a wonderful mentor by the name of Dr. Gail Brooks at the Renfrew Center. And I just learned so much there in terms of working with so many beautiful clients and What I will say uh, that this relates to our topic is really where we started exploring kind of like the mind, body, spirit connection. And I was a part of really developing our spirituality track there. And so it was really kind of a personal interest of mine, like this idea of spirituality and all of its forms. And then there was a real openness from my mentor and from the staff and the participants that were there at the center. And then in 2012, I stepped out into my own practice and Joanne, pretty quickly, I really saw it was like, you know, sometimes people really needed more, right? Like they, they needed more than just once a week sessions with me or a nutritionist. Um, And, but at the same time, some of those individuals didn't really need a residential treatment center, but they did need something else. They needed more community, more resources, more services. And this is really where the FAB program that stands for the Food and Body Program was created out of the need I really saw for the people who were coming into my office. So what I really did is I created my dream team. And so I have a beautiful integrated team and FAB. And the concept really is that we're coming to the individual and really wrapping those services around that client from a mind, body, spirit perspective. So we do individual sessions, we do group sessions, we're doing most of this virtually. If somebody is in, you know, based in Miami, they can see me in person, the nutritionist in person. And we also partner with some wonderful medical doctors, and we have this really cool interactive curriculum that, again, is very holistic, mind, body, spirit. And so that's a little bit about about FAB and the work that I'm doing. 
Yeah. Now, and that's what I love about you guys. Cause at Nomina, we're on the other end of it. We do the, the, we do the inpatient treatment, but again, it's that, but mind, body, spirit. And as I said, in the introduction, I started my recovery journey as an atheist. So you mentioned spirit to me and I think, oh, they're going to cram that God stuff down my throat. And that's not what it is. No. So do you want to give us a little introduction into what do you mean by spirituality? Oh gosh. Yeah. That seems like the easiest question is such a hard question because I think it really means different things for different people, right? Like we have a a woman that's working with us right now and she, she describes her spirituality as going to nature, you know, connecting. So the way that I kind of generally talk about this is connecting with something that's maybe bigger than yourself right? So this one staff member of Fab, she really talks about like nature, like some connecting with this big world, this big universe in this beautiful way was a huge part of her healing. So what I will say in Fab, we do not have one thing that spirituality means, but what we do is we explore what that means for that particular person, right? And for some people, it might be something very traditional. We have we have women in our program who are going to their Bible study, and that's really important to them. And there's a place for that. We have other people who might be more where you were, Joanne, when you started. And it's like, I'm not sure this God thing, or or what do you mean by that? And they're a little more skeptical. And it's like, that's also okay too. It's it's, but it's really exploring more on an individual level. What does that mean for you? And can this be a part of the healing journey? And what I find is that many times it can be such an important piece and sometimes a a piece that goes missing, right? Because people are not wanting to define that or what does that mean? I mean, I will say even for myself, sometimes when I hear that, I'm like, well, what do do they mean by that? Does what they mean is, is it what I, what I mean? Uh, So we really take a more open approach to exploring that. And I know that control can be a big part of eating disorders and I know that with myself, I didn't do a very good job of managing things myself. The more I fight and control or try to control it, the worse it gets. And, and that spirituality allowed me the ability to just let go and let, let it be and leave it up to whatever my spirit is. And it, it was just, it changed my life to have that ability to just let go and trust Mm-hmm. That makes that makes so much sense. And and I think that is something that really the sort of that spiritual aspect can really provide for people. Right. You use the word control. And so on the other side of that is really surrendering. And I say surrendering because it's not all right. It's it's many times people are not just dropping that their sense of control or the eating disorder, the eating disorder behaviors all at once. It's a process of like the words you use, letting go and surrendering. And then it's like, and what are you surrendering to? Right. So for some people, like this idea of spirituality might be like surrendering to their higher self or their wise self, connecting with something bigger, surrendering to something beyond this eating disorder. Because if you're in your eating disorder, you have been listening and surrendering and really being controlled by that eating disorder. Maybe you don't think that, 
but that's been the bully that's been really controlling your life. Yeah. Now I'm assuming that uh, a lot of our viewers are either a, they have an eating disorder. They're very familiar with it or it's family members. So my question would be, how do you tap that? How do you begin the process of tapping into that, that spiritual side of ourselves to, to use it, to help us? So the one thing that I will say is we don't always start there, right? So where, yeah, we don't always start there because sometimes when you're trying to deal with, you know, the process of recovery, trying to tackle these big, bigger questions about meaning and universe and God, and if you use that word and spirituality, what does that mean? So we actually realized um, pretty early on that we wanted to make sure we're getting the basics down first, right? Like, like, are we helping you start to decrease those eating disorder symptoms? Are we helping you start to really shift your relationship with food step by step by step? Because when this piece is all in chaos, like our basic humanity and our needs are kind of in chaos, sometimes it's harder to go to these higher level concepts. So what the way we do it is we have like a, we call it our five stages to transformation and our first stage is launching. So we start introducing some of the spiritual concepts in the second stage called the discovery stage. And this is again, where you're starting to ask those questions, but we actually don't start there. We start with like the basics and the foundation and really trying to have people feel grounded in this plane in their basic human needs before sort of starting to go to those kind of higher consciousness kind of questions. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, now, I wish I wish I knew more about it because I know that um, so uh, I know that a lot of people struggle with multiple addictions that a lot of the girls that that I know they have an underlying eating disorder and then they use other substances as well. Um, so I don't know a lot about it. I can, I can say more, a little more about that. So, so the statistic that, um, that I have worked with is that sort of 50% of people who are dealing with like substances and whatever form are also dealing with an eating disorder. So that's a pretty high percentage. And I will say in our program, we probably have about half that are dealing with some substances. So, and if that is the case, we would want to make sure that they're getting also help with that. They can certainly bring it to our sessions, but if it's something that really is, you know, really kind of a major problem, we want to make sure that they're connected with perhaps another therapist who really knows substances very specifically well, that's their specialty. And we have some clients who are, you know, doing AA and have long-term sobriety, but they continue to go to their AA meetings and working with their sponsors. So we very much encourage that. The other thing, Joanne, that I'll say is that sometimes when uh, we've gotten help with the substances, the eating issues can increase. So we have somebody like that right now who she went through her treatment for substances and got herself a sponsor doing meetings was like, wow, I'm doing great. And then it was like very clear, like, what's this other thing that I've never dealt with? 
it's like, oh, do I really have an eating disorder? I'm just dieting. Doesn't everybody diet? Doesn't everybody exercise and take diet pills? And then pretty quickly she got, oh, wow. Like I've been dealing with an eating disorder, but I, I wasn't even acknowledging that it was that. And the substances were so kind of having her life so unmanageable. This piece kind of, kind of, kind of went in the background, so to speak. But when the substances went down, that's when then this eating piece even went up higher. So it's important. So for people listening who are kind of maybe struggling, it, it is important to get treatment for both. And, and that is something that I, I'd like to say to people listening and family members is that, thank God, there are places like residential treatment centers and, and treatment along the continuum now. But what I always like to say to people is like, there's so many resources. It's like, don't keep trying to do this by yourself, right? It's like these problems don't usually just get magically better. They sometimes get worse before they get better. And you really want to have the right treatment to help like you deserve the right treatment to get through whatever you might be going through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I tried all the self-help books and YouTube videos and everything, but when I finally put down the gloves and got out of the ring and talked to people who knew a lot more than I did, (laughs) that's when, when healing really began, there is something to be said for professional resources. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have people who use our professional resources and then at the same time uh, have these other beautiful communities that are, are supporting their wellness as well. And I am a big believer in community. That's why with FAB, we also have the community aspect and the group aspect, because it's also so important to know it's like, I'm not alone because it's so easy to feel like, right? Like, gosh, I'm so alone because why people are not usually running around talking about their substance abuse problem or their eating disorder. And, you know, with many of the the people that we work with, they're very successful in so many areas of their lives. Like half the people more than half don't even know that they're struggling with an eating disorder. So this can get very missed by people in their lives. So um, I think it's important to really be honest. And like you said, you kept trying all these different ways. And finally the surrender word, like maybe it's time to like figure out something else, like another step. So one of our clinical directors is big on evolutionary psychology. And every time we talk, he always takes it back to evolutionary psychology. And we weren't meant to be alone. We were meant to be in tribes and community is so important when it comes to any kind of, of addiction, be it substance or behavioral. I mean, we were meant to be a community. I mean, it's so true. And like, look at what happened during the pandemic, right? It's like, we saw people's eating disorder, depression, anxiety. I mean, People that I knew, therapists I knew, they were so booked during the pandemic because look, it's like not being in community and being more isolated increased a lot of these mental health illnesses, right? And um, this is a little bit of an aside, but maybe it goes along with what your clinical director said is like, I always find it interesting when you're learning about early man, right? Like that's like a topic. I don't know. I just have like a fascination and I'm always like, kind of like looking at videos about that, but like, uh, you know, the Neanderthals that came before us, it's like, sometimes they get this bad stereotype that they weren't smart, but they were like, really had big brains and they were strong and, but they went extinct and 
One of the theories is because they weren't in community, right? They were trying to brave the elements and all of the dangers kind of on their own. And there's a reason that the Homo sapiens, like we survive because I think the way we started developing is like in community and safety and numbers and the connection. So there's really something to be said for that. And I think when you're struggling with an eating disorder or substances, it's easy to feel like I'm alone. Like, why can't I figure this out? Why am I like in this maze? And, and the thing is, is that, you know, sometimes for a period of time, you can be dealing with these symptoms and it doesn't have an effect to the degree that it may later on. And so, you know, at some point the body though becomes less forgiving, right? So you can only do these things for so long that at some point there are not going to be consequences to this. And like, again, my message, like, why wait? (laughs) You know, even if it's not fab or Pronounce, pronounce the name of the treatment center. Namina. Yeah. Namina. I was going to call it Namina. So that's how <laughs> yeah. we'd probably say it in my I like that. That's I, knew that, I knew that was it. wrong. <laughs> Namina. <laughs> yeah, I would say Namina. Um, so like, thank God there are so many possibilities of, of help out there because you don't have to do this alone. No, and that community can breed that spirit as well, too, and that spirituality. I know that I've filled my circle with beautiful people who have all different types of spirit to them. And, and you know, they just, they just reflect it back to me. Uh, this is like, again, a little bit of an aside, but not because it's spirituality. So I, I actually do some work in not for eating disorders, but for some other nonprofit work I do in the country of Sierra Leone, Africa. And um, there's like a group of therapists and and we do some really cool work over there. A lot of it is actually more trauma-based, but one of the things that they do whenever we do a workshop, the first thing that the Leonians do is they stand in a circle and everybody goes around the circle and names their word for God. And everybody has a very different word for it. So there's some different languages. So for some people, it's, you know, some people do say the word Jesus and other people say whatever word in the African that they believe. And so every single person, some people say, you know, Allah, like, and there's all of this um, acceptance of the way that you practice But what a beautiful way to like start a meeting of like, we're going to connect with our, our word for the divine or that thing that we see as bigger. And that, that always blew me away. You know, quantum physics really helped me on my journey. (laughs) Just, just understanding. A little quantum physics in there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I was so desperate. I was so desperate to find something because I couldn't do it alone anymore. And I saw the peace and, and just that that light that the people who I admired in the recovery in the recovery world had that and I wanted it so bad that I was willing to do anything to try and find it for myself. Because I know so, it's a huge part. And I was going to ask you, how um, have you seen different success rates with people who do embrace the spiritual side of healing versus those who don't? Hmm. I have not done research on that specifically. So this is more just my own self-report and what I've seen. 
I think there really is something that when people find their path of what that means, right? Because I think there's something about these eating disorders, right? It could be substances as well, but that we're trying to make meaning out of like, what, what is this really about? So the way I sometimes describe an eating disorder is like an iceberg. Like you're seeing the tip of the iceberg, like, oh, I'm dealing with dieting or diet pills or purging or binging or whatever version. And it's like the tip of the iceberg, but underneath that, underneath the water, it's like, we're, there's something much bigger that even created caused this eating disorder because it's always about something more. So I do think a big part of the healing journey, the recovery process is you're trying to make sense of like, why did this start in the first place? How am I using this or how have I used it? How do I continue to use it to deal with my my pain, my intense emotion. So I think where spirituality really comes into play is sometimes making meaning, making sense of what happened, and then also creating some of your spiritual toolbox. So in my experience, I have really seen that my clients who do have some way that they I'm going to use this word practice and practice could be their yoga practice or their hiking in nature. Some people, it is their going to church or their Bible study can be very different things, but I do think it really can help with the meaning making of the story of their experience and really can help with the healing process. Yeah. Matt, no, definitely. After this, I'm taking my nephew out for a forest therapy walk. <laughs> I'm not a trained guide. I'm just, I'm just, I've, you know, done a lot of videos and stuff on it, but uh, just to get him out in that nature to, to connect. And yeah, I, I, I know he'll probably embrace that. Mm, so beautiful. And also a young person getting that at such, you know, a younger, a younger age, because we can be so much like in front of our screens. And believe you me, I'm very thankful for Zoom and, and the possibilities of what our technology can do for our greatest good. But sometimes then we miss these opportunities to be out in that larger world. I mean, how can you not stand in front of mountains and not feel something, right? Or going to the ocean here in Miami and feel some kind of connection that there is something bigger. There's something, there is goodness to connect with in a higher way. And can we, can we connect with that bigger something and the bigger something within ourselves, right? That wise, divine, part of, of who we are. And to me, that's what we're connecting with. That's what we're developing in recovery. It's like, how can we hear that more? Cause we all have it. It's just gotten sort of hidden and layered. And like, we're connecting with this other part of ourselves and all of us have that higher self and that quote unquote lower self, but that eating disorder substances, it helped with something. It helped us survive at some point in our life. Yeah, the 12-step recovery world says that, that deep down in every man, woman, and child is this fundamental idea of God or spirit, and it gets blocked, right? It gets blocked by our, our um, you know, our trauma and our, our ego and our just all of this stuff. So how are we going to crack through that and really release that and bring that to the front again? Mm. That's so beautiful. I love the way I I don't know if I've ever heard it phrased that way, but in, in I paraphrase, but that's basically what it was beautiful, Joanne. You did a great job paraphrasing that. Yeah. 
Well, anything that uh, you wanted to add before we wrap up that we might have missed? I'm going to link all of your contact information in the description and on the show notes in the podcast uh, and your Instagram as well, too. That's a great resource. Uh, your website. Well, I just really appreciate the opportunity, Joanne, to be with you today. I so appreciate like your authenticity and that you were interested in this topic because sometimes people are like, ah, we're going to stay away from that, that word. What does that mean? That's a little, you know, a little woo woo or something like that. So I just uh, appreciated being here as a guest and I look forward to more collaborations and, you know, I just want your family members who are listening or any anybody who's listening today, we would love to have them check out FAB. We have a, um, one thing I didn't say, we have like a, it's like a two minute little assessment, self-assessment. If you're struggling with food and body issues, you can take the two minute assessment and it's right on our FAB website. Um, it's really easy. And honestly, literally it takes two minutes. And then if people are interested, they can set up a consult, complimentary consult with us to talk about their results or any questions they have. So that's a resource to any of your viewers today. Well, thank you so much, Jen. It was an absolute pleasure. Mm, 